up, dog? How you doing, dude? Hey, man. I'm excited to be here. Last day in New York City. I'm coming back to L.A. Uh, tonight. Okay. Cool. Yeah, man. Back to regularly scheduled programming. I was rooting for the Dodgers the whole time, so that was great that they won last night. Except for that time where you were wearing the Cardinals jersey <laughs> and you picked the Cardinals? I was rooting for my friend Jack Flaherty. Who didn't friend. Since he didn't play. Um, we had one sighting last night. It was weird. Yeah. I'm sure there's a few Cardinals fans out there who would rather have seen him pitch the ninth inning than Alex Reyes, but I guess that's for another season. I've been hearing like that. Said. Yeah. All right. With that being said, welcome to the Thursday playoff edition of Baseball Today, presented to you by good friends over at Dugout Mugs. You'll hear how you can get free merchandise from Dugout Mugs coming your way shortly. What? You're looking at me funny. What's going on? No, I, was, I love the free stuff. Is great. I know. I know. We'll talk about it in just a second. Let's start off with a simple question. Your reaction to Chris Taylor's walk-off last night that sent the Dodgers up to San Francisco for the NLDS and just the overall game? It was a great game. I mean, Schilt said it after the game when he sat down in his post-game press. Where he goes, yeah, you guys are welcome for such a great baseball game. You know, like – and that's exactly what it was. But for Taylor to hit the walk-off, I mean, a couple, of, a couple of different things entered my mind. One, like, that's just how deep the Dodgers are. I mean, the guy didn't even start the game. Comes in, replaces Pollock in left field. You're replacing a guy with, like, a 900 OPS with a guy with a close to 800 OPS. Like, I know he's been struggling, hasn't had, like, a lot of consistency towards the end of the season. Uh, but he's a great player. You know, like, that's what you get to put in. That's the Dodgers, man. And then – you know, Chris Taylor and Rob Van Skoyk, the Dodgers hitting coach, have a long history. Um, he basically turned – I mean, not Rob didn't turn Chris's career around. Chris did that, but he helped with it. And now I, I know, like, sharing a moment like that together means a lot. So it was awesome to watch, man. I mean, there's definitely some questions about the game, but uh, that moment itself was amazing. Yeah, particularly for a guy um... – you know, I knew that Taylor had struggled down the stretch. I didn't know how bad his numbers were. When you hear eight for 72, when he's making his first, you know, pinch hitting appearance last night, you were like, eight for 72? And I think it tweeted out afterward that Chris Taylor was the Dodgers MVP the first half of the year, their least valuable player in September, and he's the reason they're now moving on in October. It's the beauty of this sport. I don't think in any other sport where a guy is not playing well, he wouldn't get the opportunity. If a guy is cold in the NBA playoffs, he's no longer a part of your rotation, particularly if he's a start, an everyday starter, it's one thing. But if he's if he's a guy, he's going to lose minutes. He's not going to be yeah. in there to have the opportunity to hit a game-winning shot. In the NFL, if there are other guys playing better than you, I'll see you on special teams. Yep. But in baseball, because of the number of moves that have to be made, particularly when your starting pitcher doesn't get out of the fifth inning in the National League game, you're going to be called on. So there's nowhere to run and hide. But it also means that you have a chance for redemption. And I love that part about this sport. I do too, but now you're making the case for the end out to stay here with the pitchers hitting. So True. I know. Uh, but, yeah, I'm glad, he, I'm, I'm glad he got the chance again. Dave Roberts said after the game, like, he knew this moment was coming, that eventually he was going to have to put him in there and, and he was going to pro, uh, produce for him. So – but you can't keep a guy down for for that long, okay? Eventually, a, a player of his caliber is going to come out of a slump. And like I told you guys this, once you stop seeing those numbers on the Jumbotron and everyone's back to zero, 
That's a big difference right here. That's exactly what happened with Chris Taylor. He put the uh, regular season end of it behind them. He was like, let's go. Mm -hmm. A few other things from this game before we, we move on to start breaking down Thursday's contest in the American League. Um, I thought Adam Wainwright was sensational. It didn't surprise me. It was the biggest reason why I actually thought the Cardinals were going to win this game. And he did everything to help the Cardinals try and advance last night. But my point yesterday was that, hey, if you get Scherzer early, you better keep adding on. They had a chance in the first inning to add on. They did not. Yep. They had other chances where they had runners in scoring <clears throat> position against the guy who was a wild horse last night and couldn't do it. And I think that as much as people might want to talk about Schilt's decision to go with Alex Reyes there in the ninth, if I'm a Cardinals fan, that's the biggest bummer is that we couldn't scratch more than one run out of the uh, out of the offense. I agree with you. They had they hopped on him right away and stopped, which is tough. But my question to you is, and I don't know if this got answered. Okay, I didn't see anything about it. When he hits Wayno in the top of the fifth or top of the sixth, right there, lets him go hit for himself, then pulls him two batters later. Yeah. Like if you're if you're if you're Shill and you're like, okay, I want my guy in there. He looks great. I want him to pitch. Go give that a bat away. Essentially, is what he's doing. Yep. Then you can't say you only can have you can't allow a base runner, or I'm going to take you out. No. I, I don't not. understand that part at all. Like if you're if that's your mentality. You don't want that matchup uh, for Wayno, then pinch hit. Give yourself a chance to score, like you're yes. saying. Add on because this Dodgers team is relentless. Let alone when they get to have how many bench players? Eight bench players. They're going to keep running dudes out there. They have a really good shot. So, right. I didn't understand it, that one at all. It was inconsistent thinking, is what it was. It just didn't match up. You're right. I mean, they, he cost his team an at bat, a, a professional at bat. As good a hitting pitcher as Adam Wainwright is. I'll take any of those other guys. No, come on. Man. It's, it's, it's not close. Uh, the other thing is that Dodgers bullpen was unreal. Absolutely yep. unbelievable. The, the performances they got out of all those guys, um, so, so good. And, you know, listen, we both live in Los Angeles, so we hear it locally about the complaints of Kenley Jansen. I mean, right? Coming Kenley, in 2021. Yeah. Because he was not the guy that closed the World Series for him last year. That was Julio Urias. So people were wondering – Oh, man, are the wheels just going to fall off? He had that little rickety stretch, um, you know, particularly against the Giants, I think it was, where he might have blown back-to-back -back games. And we were asking the question, you know, he just solidified that role when he came in and he was electric, just like yeah. Canable was, just like Joe Kelly was. That was a huge part of the game where he got those two outs that Scherzer couldn't get, uh, just like Blake Trinan was in his more than one inning of work. They just – it's it's a huge reason why they they might lift that trophy again. I agree. I thought both bullpens did really well. Yep. I mean, Cardinals bullpen came in and did it. It's a shame that Gallegos had a, a nail thing, so he had to come out of the yep. game. That's tough. And then, you know, Ray, it's tough on him, you know, because he gives up the homer. But uh, that shouldn't cast a shadow over the rest of the bullpen. They did a great job. Let's move on to today's series. First game in the ALDS, White Sox at Houston, a place they did not win in four tries this year. It's Sir Lance's a lot. we got Lance Lynn taking on Lance McCullers in this one. A uh, pair of great lineups as well. What is the biggest difference between these two teams coming into this series, in your opinion? I hate giving this answer because I'm sure it's going to be talked about a ton, but it's just the postseason experience. And coming from a guy with nothing, I know all I've ever heard is – how much that means, okay? So 
2017 World Series, 2018 ALCS, 2019 World Series, 2020 ALCS. These guys are battle-tested. And I know, like, a lot of those guys, I mean, there's a core that was there for all of it, and there's some guys that haven't been there for any of it. But to have that veteran leadership, having those guys steer the ship during the postseason, I think is, is, is really big for the Ashes. I think that's the biggest difference between the two teams. Both these lineups are insane. Like, go and look at, you know, one through nine, basically, for both these teams is awesome. So... It's going to be a great series. Uh, I think the experience is what I'm looking for. Yeah, no, that's a big thing. I mean, people, it's cliche for a reason because it, it can matter severely. Um, I am going to be curious to see if Chicago's bullpen can get the job done. Uh, as good as their rotation was this year, uh, you know, Houston's going to grind out at bats. Uh, I'll tell you in a little bit about the ALDS preview show I did with with Cleveland Guardians catcher Austin Hedges. And he was like, it's impossible to get Houston to chase anything. Impossible. So they don't pile up the strikeouts, which means that they're going to be fouling off some pitches, which means they're going to get your pitch count up, which means that the White Sox are going to have to rely on some young guys before they get to the experience of Kimbrell and Liam Hendricks. So does that mean crochet? Does that mean Kopech? Can they handle the big lights? Um, you know, they also have Aaron. Yeah, I think they can, too. I think they can. I, I think they can. But this is an opportunity for, you know, big-time talent in their early 20s against proven players. Let's see what you can do. So, to me, I think that's something I'm going to be watching in this series. I mean, I, I just – I think those guys are so good that the talent kind of transcends all that. So, mm-hmm. I – this is a, this is like if if it wasn't for the Dodgers and the Giants, this is the series I think all eyes should be on. Dodgers yeah, Giants were amazing, really so we have to watch that first time in postseason history. How is that even possible? Yeah, by the way, there's a lot of discrepancy about that on the on the Twitterverse. A lot of baseball historians are saying that it is not that that in '62 and '51 and even in 1889 oh that there were those all should have been considered playoff series. Dude, okay, look, it hasn't happened in how long you said 60-something was the last time that it may have happened? This is a Right, so I'm not here to discuss the semantics. I'm here to enjoy the series. <laughs> that's that's what all I care about. But, like, that's that's a juggernaut series, 106, 107 win teams. That should be the focus. But I think this series might be better. White okay. Sox-Astros, yeah. Interesting, interesting. All right. We'll continue to dive into it, but we talked about earlier how we all love free shit. We love it. Dugout Mugs wants to give stuff away. All you have to do is film yourself drinking from a Dugout Mugs, post it, tag it on social media, you'll be entered to win. Now, if you don't have anything from Dugout Mugs, that's okay. This is where we all come in and want to hand uh, lend out a helping hand. Okay, we got two great discounts coming your way. So you can enter the giveaway as well. Dugout Mugs is giving you 30% all of their best products, including their new metal Dugout Mugs. You have to use the code word today, which means go to dugoutmugs.com slash today, and you can use it, and there you go. They're also letting you get a free knob shot. Ploof. We love the knob shot, right? Tequila right out of that thing for you, Rosie. First thing in the morning, brother, gets me going. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you'll get that. Free when you go to dugoutmugs.com slash today. All you have to do is pay the eight ninety five shipping and handling. They also have an amazing collection of products from mugs. We got the mugs, we got the wine glasses, 
we got the opener, we got the knob shot, everything. Uh, and uh, they're going to be riding you all the way through during the playoffs as well. So go to dugoutmugs.com, use the code word today to get 30% off all their best products. Then take your picture of you using your dugout mug, tag them, put it on social media. You'll be entered for a chance to win some free stuff. Today. Oh, yeah. And if you watch like Talking Baseball and we gave you a code, Talking, don't use that one. Use today. Yes, use today. So we can talk crap to Jimmy and Jake. T-O-D-A-Y. Today. So, folks. All right, let's move on to the nightcap on Thursday. The Red Sox at the Rays, game one in this one. Biggest storyline for you in this series is what? I think it's all these young Rays starting pitching. Or, like, I don't know if you can you call them starters. But a lot of the guys they're relying on are very young. But kind of like, you know, I say that that's a big storyline. Because I think it is. But I just said talent transcends. So these guys have all the talent in the world. Mm -hmm. And they're going to go out there. But I'm curious to see, because the Red Sox, like you said about the Astros and how they put together really good events, the Red Sox do the exact same thing. And that can wear a younger guy down, you know, especially in a postseason atmosphere. But, again, it's the Rays, man. So, like, everything I say negative about the Rays, I'm like, actually, they probably have a counter for that, and it doesn't matter what I say. But that's what I'm looking t That's what I'm looking towards. I think this team is so talented, but the but the, Ray, uh, the Red Sox – I think have the ability to, to wear them down a little bit. Mm-hmm. They could. They could. Uh, it's very possible that the Rays are going with McClanahan, Boz, and then Rasmussen. Yes. If so, they combined for fewer than 40 big league starts yeah. in their career. <laughs> this is the playoffs. Like that, It's crazy. That's blasphemy. Like If you started one rookie, you know, you'd be like, okay, Maybe. Yeah. Here they're getting back-to-back -back rookies out of the gate here, including a guy who's made less than five major league appearances. It's unheard of, but they are so forward with their thinking. And they have studied everything. And they believe in what they've done. I think it's yep. sensational. There's one other thing that I noticed while doing a little bit of research on this. Say what you want about Alex Cora, and people have, because he paid his penance with the suspension, which was earned. He is a winner. He is 12-3 and all-time in the playoffs. Okay. He wins this series, makes a leap past whatever team in the ALCS, gets to the World Series. We're going to be looking at this guy and saying he is he's a demon in that dugout, dude. He just pushes all the right buttons. He motivates with – I mean, look at, what they, look at where they were a year ago, and now look where they are. No, you're right. I mean, there is something to it. I don't know what it is. I need to poke around more. Let's see how this postseason goes, and I want to poke around and see what, what's the vibe. Like, what's the difference? I mean, I know the guys like him. Yep. You know, they all spoke very highly of him. When, like, when he, the firing went down, they were not, nobody was happy about it. So. Well, it was, it was funny. When they decided to not bring Renicky back, I think it was Xander Bogarts who was asked. That could be wrong. What type of manager do you need? He's like, Alex Cora. There we go. I think it says it all. I think that's your four hole hitter, baby. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Go go listen to him. Go listen to him. I think Fine, I'll give him some credit, Chris. Is that what you want me to do? No, you don't you don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to. It's your choice. Your brain, your okay. baseball brain, you're allowed to say whatever you want. I'm giving more credit to freaking Devers being hot as hell and Bogart's being an absolute animal in the first inning of that game. 
and Nate Avaldi uh, missing yeah, him too. Him too. Yep. So it's good. I think it's going to be a great series. I really think it's going to be a fun one. Um, all right. Let's talk about a manager who will not be a manager next year. Jace Tingler. Not shocking. He will not be brought back for a third season. He was fired by the Padres. Um, they lost 34 of their final 46 games. So the question is, where do you go from here if you're San Diego? Oh, man. I, you know, I was thinking about the roster and, like, what that means. Like, when selecting a manager doesn't mean anything. I think it kind of does. Like, the, the type of players they have on that team. These guys are, like, established, well-paid players that aren't going anywhere. So you need a manager that these guys respect. And I think Tingler lost some of that with the whole don't swing 3-0 thing. And then just throughout, I feel like maybe the inmates were running the asylum. And I don't have – I didn't talk to anybody in the clubhouse. That's just the vibe that I got from afar. Uh -huh. So I think the next guy has to be someone that all these guys respect, whether that's a former player or a manager that's been around for a while. I think it's going to be someone with experience. So I'm thinking – there could be a Bochy, uh, you know, back in San Diego. We could have Mike Sosha go down there. Um, maybe Bo Mel says, no, I don't want to go to the Mets, and I go to the, the Padres. Okay. Like, I think it's going to be someone like that with managerial experience and someone who, like, kind of demands a little bit of respect. Ron Washington? Yeah. I don't, I don't understand why Wash didn't get another shot. I mean, I understand why things went wrong. I get it. You got a team to back-to-back -back World Series, and they were a Nelson Cruz missed fly ball away from winning a World Series. You know, like, yeah. I, I would like to know the answer as to why Ron Washington didn't get another shot. I don't know. I mean, he had the, you know, he had the dust up with, what, the substance? But like okay, Tony, Tony Larusa said, DUIs like that doesn't that shouldn't mean anything. Exactly, thousand percent. You, you yeah. know, it's that's it's a really good point, Chris, too, because what would help San Diego the most is having Tatis be a good shortstop. He's one of the best infield oh. coaches in the game, Ron Washington. Go go ask anybody that has worked with him. I mean, yeah. I remember years and years ago, I went up and did a show in Oakland, and Marcus Simeon was out yep. there. I was going to say Marcus. At, at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and it was just tutor, student. That was it for an hour. I'll tell you what was cool. I brought my youngest son, Brady. Mm -hmm. he, Brady must have been 11 at the time or 10 or something. We came up there. I brought him up for the day because I was doing a show, and Wash worked with him a little bit. He's like, okay. He started That's hitting awesome. the ball and stuff. Yeah, it was great. It was great. So whenever That's really he's, cool. He's, yeah, whenever a great he's, call. He's Huh. It's a great call by you. Plus, you know what? I kind of want somebody that still has something to prove in the game. The thing I'd worry about with Bochi is that he's already punched his ticket to Cooperstown. Yeah. And although he's still beloved and I still believe he would have the fire, I want somebody like a Ron Washington who's like, I need this job. I want to prove that I can be a winning manager while still taking you guys where you want to go. I think it'd be a good move. Another guy. Raleigh Banya. So he'll be a manager at some point. I just don't know. The, the when thing is, do you want to go with somebody who's got zero experience again? You already did it with Andy Green. You did it with Jace Tingler. Do you want to hang your final managerial selection if you're AJ Preller on a guy who has no managerial experience? Uh, I mean, I, 
I, I know what you're saying. There's that's the common denominator with all those guys and the green and Tingo didn't work out, but I think Ibanez is a little bit more respected throughout the game and oh, has more not, experience. So, oh, with that, that's not a question. It's just, do I need a guy trying to figure out how to manage on the fly with this team? I get it. I get it. Raleigh's Raul's good though. Once again, I'm not yeah. questioning I that. think you're right. The, the fit may not be there. That's the thing. I think he deserves to be a manager. I don't know if that's the right team. Maybe I'm wrong because I'm a big Raul Banyas fan. Last thing here. Uh, was it cooler? I'm going to add something to this question. Was, was it crazier to see Juan Soto at the Dodger-Cardinals game in a Trey Turner jersey, Max Scherzer doing shirtless interviews on the field after the game, or that jack-in-the-box wannabe first <laughs> inning sitting behind home plate. Did we ever figure out what that guy was? No idea. You got you got memed to death by Kyle. He's I know. I know I did. That, that actually is a great meme. Michelle loves that thing. You know, what's funny is, you know, we, we got Scherzer doing the interview shirtless, which is funny enough. Then he's getting the echo in his headphone. Right. So he's slurring his words. So that's kind of what happens. Your brain just can't do it. And everyone's like, oh, Scherzer, like, someone fired that technical person. Like, they, you know, they messed up. But the same thing happened to Manfred. And everyone's like, oh, that guy's just drunk. You know, he can't handle anything. <laughs> it's such a funny story because it's the same exact thing. The same exact thing happened to Manfred as it did to Scherzer. Yeah. And everyone's, like, saying Scherzer did a great job. Oh, ha, ha, you know, but they were all over Manfred. I thought it was funny, man. It was. Can we just say how awesome it was that Juan Soto was there? Yes. Supporting his former teammates and wearing his frickin' Trey Turner jersey. I love it when pro players are vulnerable. So many professional players would be like, nah, man, that's not cool. I ain't putting on somebody else's jersey. That's his boy, man. That's his boy, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is his boy, and you are one of the baddest MFers around. You might be the first player to ever sign a $500 million contract in the history of the sport. Go out and support. He's got a beaming smile. Yeah. His rating amongst baseball fans last night went up exponentially. I agree. And and that was a really good look for Boris, which probably was the point of the whole well, thing. Of course it was. <laughs> yeah. No, but it was cool. Like you said, even, even, you know, Trey and Max after the game going and celebrating with them a little bit, sharing their moment. Like they spent so many – good times together i mean they won a world series together and okay. those are his mentors you know the guy's 22 years old still he comes up and he's got you know trey turner max Scherzer, obviously other guys on that team as well with the nationals but you know i i i had i had some feelings there man i know how i feel about some guys that played and if i had that opportunity to go see him while i was playing like that'd been awesome so awesome i love him. I, 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 I love one so it's just another thing to love one exactly. soda for um Shout out Kay Long, by the way. That was fun. That was funny that Kay Long yeah. was there too, wearing a jersey, a yeah. jersey. Um, I hope that it starts some sort of trend because I love that. I think it's great. Uh, you know, last year when LeBron went and watched the NBA Finals, now I know that he's close friends with Chris Paul, but there was a method to his madness. You know, he was trying to promote Space Jam too. You know, and <laughs> and Disney was all over that shit too, right? So they were all over it. This was, even though he was with his agent and Scott Boris, it felt genuine with Juan Soto. Like he wanted yeah, to be 100%. There. He stood there for at least 30 or 40 minutes afterward taking pictures with fans. Like he wasn't shuttled in and out of there by security. 
He was like, if I'm going to experience this, I'm not going to go sit in a suite. I'm going to go sit right here. I want to be visible. I want to be so that those guys can see me. And the way it finished was just so amazing. And I hope that more, because sometimes players, they're like, no, nah, man, I'm too cool for that. No, bro. Like, if there's a, that sort of opportunity, take advantage of it. It normalizes people. It makes you a human being. I agree with it, you know, but he is 22 years old. He's got all the energy in the world. Some, you know, most guys are older than that. They want to go home and sleep after the season. Soto's ready to party, man. Yeah. That's what happens when you're a baby, dude. He's got all that energy. All I know is that when we go to a game together next year, you better wear a ploof jersey. No, so you can't do that, dude. If he wore a, if he wore a Juan Soto jersey, this whole <laughs> conversation would be completely different. <laughs> hey, and I'll tell you what. You talk about normalizing this. 2014, I went and saw the Royals play the Angels uh, in a playoff game because my good buddy Josh Willingham got traded over there. Oh. Now, did I have front row seats? No, because those were you know, a little bit out of the price range, but I sat in the family section. Okay. I like that. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so no, nobody got a shot of you? and the, the Whoever carried the game didn't get a shot of you? No, no, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> They would have. That was good that a, year, too. What's up with that shit? Dude, if you were wearing a Willingham 16 jersey, they would have. I know. Isn't that what number he was? Yeah, talk to, yeah I need to talk to my good, – good number. Uh, I'm going to talk to my agent about that. we got to go back yeah. in time and do the whole thing over again. Yeah, let's do it. All right, um, real quickly, give me your predictions on the two ALDS series. Give me winners. Uh, I, have the, I have the Astros, and I have the race. Bingo. Yeah. By the way, I'm 0 for 2 on my selection so far. Me too. I'm great. I'm doing great in this shit. We are <laughs> awesome. So congratulate. basically what we're saying is congratulations to the Red Sox and the White Sox. You guys are moving on. This no, we, it was a one-game thing. Anyone that's bragging about being right on a one-game wild card, just relax, okay? Yeah. Chill out. The rest of the bracket, the meaty part of the bracket is about to start. All right, what do you have uh, coming up on John Boy today in your last day in the NYC? Oh, shoot. We're going to do Talking Baseball right now. Uh, we're filming some Blitzball game, and then I have a sequence coming out today, and I'm talking about the Garrett Cole versus Bogarts at bat in the first inning of the wild card game. Okay. And Cole's pitch decisions and all that good stuff. So, Great. What about you? Latest episode of the Rose Rotation is out. It is a special ALDS preview, so consume it right now. Uh, Austin Hedges, now the Cleveland Guardians, a catcher. I always like talking to catchers because they see everything. He gave us tremendous insight on all four of those teams. Obviously, he knows the White Sox the best because he goes against them 19 times a year. But he was excellent on a bunch of the hitters there and the pitchers, too. Nice. And what makes everybody so difficult, he's fun. He's funny. He's got some great stories. He's got a really horny dog in the background if you're into that sort of shit. Uh, okay. And then uh, today I'm taping the NLDS previews with Rose Rotation co-host Stephen Brault. Nice. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We had his episode of yours, one of his episodes of yours, running on the TV yesterday. He's good. Who? Brawl. Oh, he's great. You're all right. You're good. You're okay. I'm average. This yeah. Is, yeah, exactly. I shoot for average and rarely get there. Brawl's <laughs> really good. All right. Travel safely. You'll be back in California when we do this tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Ready to go. All right, brother. Love, Love you. you guys. See you. Good travel. Everybody have a great day. Enjoy the baseball.